Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Oh, hi, sorry. I was just re- <laughs> caught me a little bit by surprise. I was just reading some unwelcome news, but then that's generally the case about news these days. Uh, hi, it's August 17th. It's a Tuesday, and that means my sister Susan should be on the line. Hi. Hello, I'm here. Oh, oh goody, goody, goody. No, I was just reading. I just saw that the CDC says that Allegheny County is now considered to have high spread of COVID. Uh-oh. Wonderful. Well, it's everywhere. It's and everywhere. It's everywhere. You know, Chicago was doing really, really well because they everybody got vaccinated and everybody masked. And um, and then suddenly they decided it was over and now they're back. Yeah, I'm looking at the map and, you know, we were we when when this started, I was so happy to see that Allegheny County was considered moderate. But then like a week ago, we got into the next category, substantial. <laughs> and now, guys, we've moved up to the highest. We're high. Is that what I just said? Are we high or substantial? High. We're at the top. At the top. Damn it. I got to tell you, I'm a nervous wreck again. I'm sorry, but I'm well, a Well, it, it feels like we're right back at the beginning. I know. And I have to keep reminding myself, don't start saying yes. Go back to saying no. Yeah. You know, and I and I I find myself automatically saying yes and thinking, oh, no, I, I no, I really know we can't come to you. No, we aren't going to that thing. No, no, that's not going to happen. You know? Yeah. I have a lot of things. I was going to have lunch with someone this week. I was going to. And all of a sudden I'm thinking, uh, I don't want to go to a restaurant. Thank you very much. And um, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I'm entering back into my my cocoon. Um, well, and they're and saying, must- just, just to cheer us up, they're saying new, more deadly variant is due to hit in, in the fall. Oh, great. Okay, well. <laughs> Yiko. So we now predict these things like we're meteorologists and we can see a... Uh, yeah, a front know, approaching. A front approaching, for heaven's sakes. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm sorry to start on such a... Hey, I got... I, I, the other thing I saw, and I just want to pass this on to anyone who's listening, um, uh, there's a casting call for, for... Susan, this is not for you or me, but there's a casting call for paid extras, which is not usually the case uh, for a movie that starts uh, filming here in a few weeks. It's a Netflix film uh and it's it's being directed by the uh guy who did Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and uh it's called Rustin and it's I'm glad this is a this is a biopic of Bayard Rustin who is somebody who a lot of people don't know but he was an extraordinary civil rights activist he's the one who organized the 1963 march on on Washington. And then he was sort of pushed out of the way because he was gay. So uh, a remarkable man. It's called Rustin. They need lots of black extras. And it's paid. It's paid and mostly you just have to sit around and wait to be told where to stand. You sit around and yeah, and read a book or something. It's a hundred sixty-eight dollars a day, which ain't a lot since it's a twelve-hour day. Yeah, but but mostly you're just sitting around reading. Yeah, I, 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 I think so. And and you uh, get to be in a movie and watch it. It's fun. And you know what else? You have to be fully vaccinated. Cool. <laughs> and you have to be able to prove it. 
And the thing is, since most of this takes place in 1963, they say they don't want braids, dreadlocks, cornrows, weaves, extensions, no, no tattoos, because they want you to look like it's 1963. So hair is very important. Natural hair. No long, thick beards, mustaches, or sideburns. And if you're willing to shave or trim your hair, that's fine. <laughs> but it's paid. And it'd be part of a really, I mean, that's a that's going to be, I mean, this guy does good work. And um, this will be a, a good film. So just saying. Uh, check it out. Mosser Casting is, is in charge. Um, I just came in over the transom just as we started. Susan, I am I'm really loath to know what to talk about today because obviously the only the only story is Afghanistan. I mean yeah, that's I like all that is being uh, talked about and and it's uh, you know depressing, distressing. It, it's, right, and and was always going to be thus unless we stayed right. there forever. I mean, there was the second that we left, this was always yeah. going to happen, and it's why right. we stayed so long because we knew the minute that we were going to leave, this was going to happen. And um, you know, at some point, someone has to, you know, pull make the, plug. the decision, pull the plug. Well. I, I will say this. Yes, I, I fully agree uh, that this needed to stop. I mean, my God, four presidents. Uh, Biden finally did what none of them had the guts to do because they knew it would look bad. But Biden should have or I would. I mean, again, it's a real failure. This uh, not to get people inability, out. Yeah. yeah, inability to protect uh, the people we needed to protect. And uh, well, it, that. The, the part that I don't understand, and I really don't understand it, is how we continue to seemingly remain ignorant of the culture and refuse to take into account that which we knew. So, I mean, we just, it seems to me that we kept expecting them to react as we would react. Instead of acknowledging that they have never changed at all and will continue to react the way they always did. So, for example, if um, and this is a story told to me by a, a St. Louis friend um, who who said that uh, who spent time there and said, you know, I was involved with the case where an American soldier was killed. And, and, you know, not in, in an act of war, but killed in Afghanistan. And there was an actual trial and somebody was convicted and went to jail and was released the next day because the authorities, the parent, the, the, the family of the convicted paid a ransom and got their guy out of jail. Yeah. And 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 so all of the rules that we enforce might be there, but they never undid or touched the Afghani culture. And well, and you can't. Well, I you can't. Where American hubris comes in. That's, what, yes. Who are we to to change a culture and their traditions and their system of justice? Can't come in and overlay ours. When the hell are we going? But that's exactly what happened. I'm, I'm just saying I think that's exactly what happened with what we thought we had put in place in order to make an, you know, some sort of kind of orderly departure. But the, the, all the Afghanis are paying tributes and buying themselves out and trying to get themselves safe within the culture. And it just immediately folds the second that we go. Yeah. Well, God help them. That's all I can say. Just God help them. Well, yeah, I just, I, it's the women and children that I'm, you know. Well, speaking of women, I just want to say this. I was watching a little bit of uh, CNN yesterday, and then I decided I couldn't. I just can't. I can't watch the news at all. I just can't. It doesn't matter what they're reporting on. I mean, it could be climate related. It could be what's happening in Haiti. It could be what's happening in Kabul. It could be 
you know, COVID, I can't watch. I can't take it. And I know I'm not alone. Anyway, CNN's reporter in Kabul is a woman. Yeah. And she was on the str- I mean, so the Taliban have taken over and this woman is on is in the streets uh, in Kabul. And as far as I could see in all the in all the video, she's the only woman on the street. So there is nothing but men because the women in that country now are indoors and undercover. And God forbid if they come out, they'll have to be undercover. So can you imagine the courage of this woman? And I am I, I I'm blown away by it. Yeah. Also, also, there are some and I did not personally see them, but there are women uh, reporters, Afghani women reporters who work for an Afghanistan uh, network who also, uh, after the Taliban took over, were still on the air. And one was shown out. Um, she was fully dressed in, but her face was showing. And she was, she was on the, I saw a still photo of her on the street, uh, still doing her job. That is unbelievable to me. And I've always thought of foreign correspondents generally as the, the gutsiest people in the universe. But to be a woman in this chaos and with the Taliban in charge. And at one point, as she was talking to these, uh, this Taliban guy, uh, somebody else, some, one of them told her to move away, get away. And she very quickly got away and said, I'm told to get away uh, because I'm a woman. But, that, but she'd been doing okay until the one guy told her, uh, you know, to get away. My God, my God, I don't know. And here's the other thing I thought, the conjoining of these two horrific stories, COVID and Afghanistan. Um, in all the reporting, uh, in the pictures that I've seen, it is a rarity to see anyone wearing a mask. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it almost, it almost looks as if, oh, so you mean COVID is not in Afghanistan? Well, of course it is. No one's wearing a mask. One percent of the population is vaccinated. I cannot begin to imagine what that's going to result in. Look at that extraordinary picture of all those men, women, and children packed into that cargo. Yeah, jet. six hundred people. Yeah. Yeah. See how many masks you see. I'm not kidding. I guess, you know, the human animal is capable of only feeling absolute uh, terror of maybe just one thing one at thing. a time. You rank, you rank your risks. <laughs> right. And right. You save like your I life in order, and then you'll put on a mask. <sighs> yeah, and, the, I, and I didn't read the article because, like you, I can't take it anymore. But I do think that uh, Ted Cruz was making fun of Yes, that woman reporter woman. for for covering her head in an attempt to not be beheaded immediately and continue her job. No, she he was also uh, she said something she said and he saw the report I saw um, at, at one point in the report. She's saying, so I'm talking to these Taliban guys and um, in she said something about them. Even as some of them are, are chanting death to America, she says they're they're very, very friendly. <laughs> they're they're very friendly, they're not threatening. You know, so she was reporting what she was observing. Right. right. And Cruz and I believe, you know, the whole Republican Twitterverse went berserk that she suggested that they were, you know, friendly. Well, they weren't um, threatening her at the moment, so to her no, they were. No, they were not. I know. She was simply reporting what was in front of her. 
Um, and, and you could see because her photographer was with her and you could see, yeah, people, if anything, she was an object of some uh, interest, uh, you know, in that, geez, look at this woman here. Right. Uh-huh. So I, you know, who the hell knows? Ted Cruz. Oh, God help us. So I wonder, is anybody out there feeling hopeful about anything? Seriously. It's pretty hard. Yeah. And we just had the nicest weekend and spent time with we our loved did. ones. We did. And that must be the way to go. You just got to, you know, grab those moments right. And enjoy with, them. Yeah. Although, you know, we took risks. So I'm still sitting here waiting to get COVID from from being um, – the, th- the thing that scared me was O'Hare Airport. That's where I got scared because I sat for an hour in a, you know, very crowded gate at a, and there was, it was crowded everywhere. I mean, there was no way the, you know, the, the, there were tons of people coming and going. And um, it's just amazing the people who supposedly are wearing masks who have them down under their noses. I mean, I just, right. I, uh, and, the, and, and all the people, I, I think I said this yesterday, sitting in the restaurants in the, um, in the uh, airport. Right, like nothing's nothing's different. I know, right. and they're eating. They don't have their masks on because they're eating. And I'm thinking, are you? Yeah, don't I eat guess, for, you cannot eat for six hours. Don't eat. I wouldn't. But obviously, our sense of the risk, it must be uh, greater than a lot of people's. I, I, I just, you know, I don't know if I'm being... Silly. No, you've got people that are listening to the likes of Cardinal Burke, who's calling, oh, yeah, who's yeah, still yeah, calling yeah. it the Wuhan uh, virus, and and suggesting that God will protect you. Well, wait even, a minute. He's even as he's on a ventilator in Madison, yeah. on a on. Yeah. A, yeah. I do, yeah. I mentioned uh, the the wonderful Cardinal Burke yesterday. Um. He's asking people to pray for him. Yeah, right. I, I, I said I'll take a, I'll take a pass on on that. But I, I I don't know. Oh, and Susan, I saw one other thing that I'm sure you've seen because as you do that long walk, uh, the way it works, if you fly to Green Bay from Pittsburgh, your plane lands at the farthest gate, one of the farthest gates that is available to at O'Hare and your next plane leaves from the other farthest gate, the farthest away. Right. So you walk, it's about a 20 minute walk is what they tell you. It is. Right. right. So one of the things that I saw, Susan, where you, we go from one built one terminal into another and it was a big, it looked almost like a mailbox. And I think it said it, it had a big sign on it and it said cannabis amnesty right. collection or something. So obviously that's a place where if you're carrying marijuana, you can if you bought recreational marijuana in Illinois, it's a place where you can get rid of it before what? you enter uh, what is no longer considered Illinois law, you know, once you go through TSA, you're back under federal law. And they're suggesting that TSA is going to somehow arrest you and care about it, which, by and the way. And how many people, you know, so my son absolutely no tries, one. tries to open it. Uh, opens and gets them out. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> he says, you think anyone would put, I said, I can't imagine anyone surrendering pot. First of all, no one's looking for it. No, no right. one is looking for it. Not unless you've got a suitcase crammed with sixty pounds of, uh, you know, pressed marijuana. No, they aren't looking for a small amount of recreational. That's not what TSA is concerned about. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's funny too. I saw those things and I thought, well, who's going to do that? Yeah, who is? I mean, somebody might. I don't I mean, know. I, well. And who gets the stuff that's in? Who who empties that thing? Well, theoretically, it gets thrown out. 
<laughs> I think that's very theoretical, but it gets thrown out. <laughs> okay, well, I hadn't seen that before, so that's a, something something new. The cannabis amnesty. You always uh, find the interesting things, wasn't it? In the Milwaukee airport where they had the, yes, the signed recombi- yeah, the recombobulation. Recombobulation. No, what it? Yeah, what it is is where. After you get through TSA, I don't know if I wonder if it's still there. After is this at Milwaukee? After you get through the TSA, um, and of course, you know, you're there's benches so you can sit down and put your shoes back on. Men are putting their belts on, you know. After you have to, there is a big sign that said recombobulation area or something, right? Yeah, something, something like that. Recombobulation, which I thought was the cutest, funniest thing. That can't even be a word, is it? Some cute person. Well, if you're I discombobulated, you can you can yeah, right, then, right. then combobulate has to be the the root, yeah. and you can recombobulate then. Right, recombobulate, but. You just got to wonder. I mean, I think of like an airport administration as being a relatively like sober, uh, serious. Uh, yeah, not cracking yeah, jokes. Yeah, right. Right. And that somebody actually suggested and it, it got green lighted because it's a big sign. It's not a little sign. It's not like on cardboard stuck up with some scotch tape or something. It is a regular sign. Recombobulation. God bless. It's them. a word. The act yeah. of recombobulating, putting back into order, removing confusion. There you go. Recombobulate. Uh, and then right below it, it says Mitchell Airport boasts world's only recombobulation area signs. Ah, does it? <laughs> yes. Wait, right? That, that's the Milwaukee Airport. Bill and it was Mitchell because airport. of Barry Bateman, the former airport director who retired a few years ago. Oh, how wonderful. So, ah, uh, God bless you, Barry. Cute. And then Cute. it made That's a Jeopardy it. clue. It did? Yes. And now they got T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> As well it should. I mean, that was just too adorable. <laughs> uh, really, too adorable. The... um. The other sign that I saw just the other day, I was driving in Pittsburgh that I just love. It, it is, it's at a uh, in the parking lot of a little convenience store off of uh, Ellsworth Avenue. If anybody here wants, and and um, you know how they have those ice machines. You know, you go in. It's next to the thing. You know, you go in, you get a big bag of ice, and I guess you walk in and pay for it inside. Okay, so it's a big ice container thing yeah and it says ice big letter says ice and somebody god bless him uh has written above it in big black letters abolish right <laughs> which i love the first time i saw it i thought yes that is so great and no one's covered it up it's been there for some time Abolish ice. Um, uh, so here's something that really puts this blueby away. Um, back to Afghanistan a little bit. Just a sense of how long we've been there. Okay, twenty years. Yeah. So when we invaded Afghanistan iPhones did not exist. Facebook, Twitter did not exist. I mean, whoa. And the point is not only that's how long it's been, but that the Taliban are taking over again a country that last time they ruled did not have a population that had access to other information since now 70% of Afghans do have a smartphone and are connected. So they were saying that 
perhaps the Taliban. This, I mean, and you have to you have to be impressed with the fact that because the Taliban didn't have to fight their way in, that this has been, as far as we can tell, um, a very restrained Taliban taking over, right? Yeah. Incredibly so. And they're inviting women into the government. Are they? And they're yeah. trying to reassure people. I yeah. can't, I think it'll be, I, my only thing is to have my fingers crossed that they will uh, maybe uh, just be a little bit more <laughs> willing to allow, yes, women and girls to live um, than they were 10, 12, I mean, 20 some years ago. I, I, I hope so. That's all I can say. They seem to, uh, people are saying they, they seem uh, a lot more of a, well, they've got a whole new generation of leadership themselves. And uh, I don't and, know. Well, it's, it's very hard to force people backwards. Although look at it <sighs> in Iran, they certainly did. Yeah, they sure did. Quite effectively. Yeah. And it was also pointed out, this is Tom Friedman, I think, that you have now a number of countries that have thrown off their, you know, would-be colonial uh, rulers and or uh, powers, Afghanistan being now the uh, latest, even though we supposedly weren't there as a colonizer, but we will. We really were. Anytime you go in and try to change someone's culture, <laughs> I'm sorry, you're uh, essentially a colonizer, aren't right. you? Yeah. So it's pointing out that, you know, Libya and uh, Yemen, I'm trying to think what else it would be, uh, uh, Lebanon, did I say them? Um, Somalia, these are all countries that have thrown out their um, the foreign countries that controlled them. Yeah. But none of them have established a functional government. None. And I think it was Lebanon that when uh, uh, Macron from France came to visit recently, uh, he was given a petition signed by a lot of Lebanese saying, would the French please come back in and, and establish some measure of order? Oh, dear. So anyway, you add this to all the, you know, the climate-induced uh, refugee situations and, and uh, destruction, and you... What what uh, what horror has befallen uh, Haiti since last I looked? Susan, what what I coughed? What what? <laughs> I don't know. There was a sound, so I could. Um, no no Haiti. no. I had put the phone down and muffled okay. my cough. That's what you heard. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Oh dear. Okay, wait a minute. Um, I got some emails here. Aaron writes, just a thought, if I were a 70-something professional white lady, you talking about me? It sounds like I might, it. Yeah, I might not dump my stash. But if I were a 23-year-old black guy, I might feel – he's saying a black guy might feel differently. Well, maybe. Well, yeah, that's true. That's absolutely – you know something? Um, I totally agree with you because – um, I, I think that no one's looking at me, um, like I'm a drug mule, you know, that's right. Oh, good. Hey, thank you, Kurt. He sent me the sign of the recombobulation area. <laughs> I just love it. I love that. Oh, God bless it. Okay. Um, and Henry, it's been there for a long uh, time. It's been there. That went in oh, 2017. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. It seems like it was a long time. And the reason I used, there used to be a flight from Pittsburgh to Milwaukee. And um, I took it a number of times. And then from Milwaukee, uh, it would usually, I guess, rent a car and drive up to Green, Green Bay is impossible to get to. Yeah, I know. Well, uh, I can remember times when we drove up and just picked you up and two. No, you never picked me up in Milwaukee. No. Oh, okay. You picked me up at O'Hare. But there's no, no, I don't think so. Anyway. Um, I once trying to, after coming back in my car, in my rental car, and then trying to fly from Milwaukee to Pitt, Pittsburgh, I ended up, I can't imagine what screw up this was, on a bus that drove me to O'Hare. Hmm. Another reason why traveling from here to Green Bay is just never ever, uh, although it was this time, a seamless operation. Um, can you tell, like, I've got nothing to talk about? Yeah, I'd have, no- can you tell how little help I can be? I've, I haven't, well, I haven't read or looked at anything for, I, all I, I just feel like I've been doing a lot of cooking for five days. <laughs> well, that's probably true too. You, you still got a, a you missed a good yeah. corn chowder. I'll tell you that much. Oh, I bet, I bet I did. Well, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was fun. Is is mom still uh, recovering or? Mom, yeah, mom okay. is still recovering. We, uh, she, she swam again yesterday, and we did oh, a few good. things. But uh, yeah, yeah, life great. is good great. around here. Everybody, everybody, the the last of my son and my grandchildren and my daughter-in-law leave today. Okay. And the favorite, Aunt Kathy, leaves today. Yeah. We have, (laughs) that's my, my brother's wife is the one that all the children, I mean, they so love her. She's the child whisperer. Um, Just immediate. It's, it's, it's amazing. I am so not. Um, well, me either. So I've got these two delightful grandchildren of mine that yes, crawl into bed yes. with me every morning at about 6.30. And as I'm trying to convince them that cuddling quietly is the proper thing to do, <laughs> I hear I hear my, my three-year-old granddaughter say to me, maybe Aunt Kathy will play. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yeah. And I said, oh, well, yeah, you, I you, my bed. car keys are over there. I'll take my car. She's over at the <laughs> other house. <laughs> yeah. Safe, safe bet. No doubt about it. Always ready. So, um, okay. I got something here. I've okay, been, good. I was hold, trying to buy you time. <laughs> no, I've been hold, 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 holding off on this. Although, if we manage to fill this hour, it'll be amazing. Okay, so... Um, this is for all you people who um, have always pondered this, but didn't couldn't find an answer. And I'm sure there's somebody out there who's going to be very satisfied now. Oh, finally. How to tickle a rat. How to tickle I, a rat. Yeah. And, and if you think that I, I'm making this up, I want you to know that there is, is actually certification to be gotten for rat tickling. In other words, there are people who are certified rat, rat ticklers. ticklers. And so perhaps a secondary question is why would why? we need such a thing? <laughs> well, well I'm not does really this have sure. to do with 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 the with common everyday Rats, such as I might find uh, in no, my alley no. in Chicago, or are we talking no. about white lab rats? Yeah, we're talking about. We're of course talking about lab rats. Okay. And uh, researchers have uh, determined that tickling um, lab rats improves their emotional well-being. In other words, I guess they like it. God knows I don't. But rats must like to be tickled, and then they, they say, uh, make better research models. 
you know, keep them happy before you inject them with some toxin or something. I don't right. know. So mostly they, they just have them run mazes. I don't think that they. Well, okay, that's what. <laughs> whatever they do to the poor little guys. But my God, they have put out, you cannot imagine, there are three proper ways to tickle a rat. Not that any of us will probably ever need to use it. There is the dorsal contact where you touch the back of the rat's neck with quick, light movements. Okay? That's okay. But you don't want to go near the tail or the haunches because that can trigger aggression. Okay. I was going to say, because I don't, they'll bite you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The other one is flipping. But I'm much the same, Lynn. Now think about it. If you just came up and tickled the back of the neck a little bit, you might, you know, uh, find that pleasurable. But if someone came along and stuck their head on your hand on your uh, haunches, Haunch. you'd <laughs> react with aggression too. That's right. I okay. sue them. I just okay. don't want this to sound like it's unusual or anything. Go ahead. No, no. But then there's flipping. Gently, it says, restrain the rat. No, thank you is what I would say to that. Gently restrain the rat around its front legs and lift it while rotating your wrist to flip the rat onto its back. Now, that one gets me a little confused, but apparently... It's that just holding the rat in your hand on his back so that you can tickle their tummy. No, because it's the flipping itself that they like. Really? Maybe. Okay, maybe not. Yeah, because the next one is pinning. Tickle the rat between its front legs and on its chest while applying a firm, constant pressure to keep the rat on its back. Hmm. So I'm just, uh, yeah, rat tickling, ladies and gentlemen. Dear God in heaven. Okay. I, Glad you saved I, that, Lynn. That's, that was, that'll be a high point. It will. <laughs> that might be the high point of the show. I'm serious. I think that might be the high point. Um, did you see this about, I, I can't even believe the gall OJ Simpson now what he says he never visits Los Angeles you know why why because the murder of his former wife Nicole Brown Simpson has never been solved and he said I might be sitting right next to whoever did it Oh, for heaven's sakes. Can you even begin to imagine? What gall? Brooke writes, I was absolutely dreading Biden's speech yesterday, and I have to say I had the opposite reaction. Whoever wrote that speech for him you listened. I didn't even listen to it. What did he say? No, I I didn't listen either, but I read it. I, I thought it was good, and oh my god! But the cable people see, so I I missed the speech, and then I went to cable. He was being ripped apart limb from limb on CNN. On I don't know, I didn't see MSNBC. Uh, it, it just outraged everybody. Was calling it, uh, you know. Overly defensive, appalling, uh, you know, the worst speech of his life, the this and that, blah, blah, blah. And I, yeah, the only thing I took issue with is he did say he would take, it happened on his watch. He takes, he owns it. But then he did, right. you know, point fingers. But of course, it's a 20-year war, the vast majority of which took Place, not under his uh, presidency, although he, he was, was vice president, president the, for eight years of it. Yeah. And, and he was know, in Obama, the Senate. Yeah. Yeah. Obama really screwed up because Obama kept saying he wanted to draw the troops down. He kept saying that. And instead, he he did the exact opposite. He kept saying, we're going to draw the troops down. And then somehow when he left, there were more than there'd ever been. So, right. 
anyway, Biden was the only one. And I thought this, if you didn't hear it, I thought this, this is the, this is the quote that is, I mean, I'm sorry, who disagrees with this? Here it is. How many more generations of America's daughters and sons would you have me send to fight Afghans, Afghanistan civil war, when Afghan troops will not? Now, those who know more about it will say, wait a minute. The fact is, is that the Americans have not been engaged in fighting for years. We assumed, uh, you know, uh, an oversight role, uh, sort of, we're, we're advising, we're giving you equipment, but it was the Afghan army that was doing the dying for the last, I don't know, three, four, five years. Yeah. It was the Afghans dying. And, and so the, whatever, listen, the, he screwed up in the, in the, uh, in not having, um, a more orderly and obviously military intelligence totally screwed up by not knowing that <laughs> their their uh gazillion dollar trained uh army was going to simply lay down its weapons was going to melt uh, away but this away. is what I'm talking about they they knew how the culture worked they all they'd sort of negotiated the handover without our even knowing it Anyway, Brooke liked it. She says he was accountable and clear. There is no doubt in my mind that pulling out was the right decision. Although I could make a case for the fact that the pullout was poorly executed. Oh, you yes, you can. But of course, why should we spend one more American life defending a country whose military laid down their arms at the first sign of trouble? I think what their military did, those guys had been fighting and dying. Their commanders had been stealing money and equipment from them. Um, everything I've read says that the upper levels of the government were so corrupt and, and of the military, and the poor schmoes at the bottom are just getting them for yeah, killed. Yeah. 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 No, I don't blame them one uh, bit. Kurt writes, if O.J. were to go to a restaurant in L.A., he might not only find himself sitting next to his wife's murderer, he might even be sitting in the same chair. Yeah, right. Right. Same same table. Yeah, I would think so. Roger writes, are you saying that we should have turned Trump on his back to tickle him to get better results? <laughs> well, actually, Roger, I wasn't. But now that you mention it. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, Trump is holding a rally in uh, Alabama. Oh, God. And uh, an Alabama health official, Judy Smith, administrator of the Alabama Department of Public Health, Northern District, said, we are sh absolutely shivering in our boots we have great concern because it's going to be a super spreader event. Of course. Of course. Um, I mean, you know, uh, well, so we'll see what happens. We'll see how many, we'll see how many Alabamans are putting on disguises and getting vaccinated. You know, you never know. It just, I, I, I just cannot stop being stunned at the uh, willingness of people to literally, I guess, die. Yeah. Or Well, what's stunning to me is how, is how easily manipulated these people are. You know, so the same, so, I mean, these same people were wearing masks during the beginning of the AIDS crisis, lest they, you know. Get it. Get it, you know. But but now, when there's an actual and real threat that could get them, they they it's their freedom, you know. You, you just I I, go, I did. Am I making this up? Weren't we as children just lined up in our elementary schools? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, shot yeah. up without anybody even talking Holy to our parents. Yeah, yeah, 
I maybe they did. I don't know. I don't I, think they did. But our parents wouldn't have said anything. They, they would have said, "Hurry up, go ahead. Can we come too?" So I mean, we were we were fed pills. We were fed every you know. We were those iodine things we had to eat. We were we were vaccinated on mass. I you know no one it was the right thing to do. Yeah. First time I'm saying this. Let's go back to the fifties. No, let's not. But at least we were a more. Uh, I don't know. We followed rules. We 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 if. We listen to authority figures. We had. I, I I can't help but feel like there were more of us that had a better sense of community and our responsibilities towards that community. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you that know, was such um, a foreign notion as it seems to be today. Yeah. You know, um, one of the things, Susan, that I I mentioned yesterday, and then. Uh, one of our listeners, Milton, who's always sending me such wonderful information, uh, sent me wonderful information. But I was talking about the fact that this whole idea of vaccination, um, you know, was known, has been in use for, in some cultures, for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. I mean, if you're taught in a in a American or British uh, school, uh, you're told that um, who was the guy? I want to say Lister, but it's not. That there was a, a a guy, you know, a doctor in Great Britain who uh, figured out that uh, this that cowpox, that milkmaids didn't uh, seem to. Uh, die of smallpox because they had touched that whatever. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm not telling the story uh, well. I mentioned that Cotton Mather, the Puritan jerk from the um, Salem witch trials and all that, bad guy, Cotton Mather, but he fancied himself a scientist. And he was intrigued because he had heard from one of his slaves uh, that in West Africa, where the slave was from, that they had been doing this essentially that they would, you know, scratch and stick material from a pustule, a smallpox pustule into a healthy person, and then they never got it. Right. They were vaccinating themselves, right? Right. So Cotton Mather thought this was interesting. Also, I mean, the guy who gets credit is a guy named Jenner. He stole it from, I mean, the, the people in Turkey were doing it long before they were in Asia, in Africa. But the guy who gets credit is this English doctor who, by the way, learned about it from an English noble woman who was a fascinating person and who traveled all over the place and who bumped into it in Turkey and brought it back, the idea of vaccination back to England. And of course, no one would listen to her. She finally got one of the king, I think it was King George, one of the King George's <laughs> daughter to listen. And so they did an experiment and they took some prisoners from Highgate prison and they, of course, <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah. They did it to them and lo and behold, it worked. And then they did it to six orphans. I believe. Do you believe this? this yeah. Well, you what's yeah. an orphan yeah, for? Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, and that person got the, the, the orphans. And then it was this – so the fact that this woman had brought this information, she was given no credit at all. The credit went to the white male doctor. Of course. Not the slave, not the – and so, so much of what we learned – just think about it again. So much of what we learned 
is flat out untrue because it credits the wrong, always a white male when so often the credit should be going to a woman, a person of color, whatever. And we're taught a pack of lies. We have a call too. Okay. Let me and, get to the call. And, and there are consequences to that. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. Hello. Hello. Hey, Lynn. Hey, Susan. It's Mike in Upper St. Clair. Hey. What do you um, mean, Mike in Upper St. Clair? <laughs> I can't get you. That you Google, he, have, he, he just keeps moving around. I don't, you know. But it's it like doesn't me. have a ring. Hi, this is Susan, have, wherever I am. <laughs> it doesn't have a ring to it. Mike in it DC doesn't. was short and to the point. Here's what I want. Instead of Upper St. Clair, at least do uh-huh. USC. Okay, Mike in USC. It's quicker. Well, the first time I Claire saw that here, one. first time I saw that here, I thought they have an uh, university. That would be of University of, uh, of Southern, Southern <laughs> California. California. You're right. I was like, they have or, a branch here? Yeah, or the University of South Carolina. I don't know. But yeah, USC. Anyway, I'm sorry. To your point. <laughs> so you were talking earlier about what people had in the 50s that we don't have now. I wasn't available mm. then, but I was in the 70s. And what my parents had that the parents now don't have is humility. Like my parents <laughs> with their high school degrees would never say, yeah. I know more than Dr. Fauci. Ever right. would they say that. They may say, yeah. I'm a little worried this isn't going to turn out well, but Dr. Fauci has an expertise in this or whomever. Right. And exactly. People today, my cousin said it to me a few weeks ago. I read, I read articles, <laughs> and I didn't say this to her. I probably should have. But what peer-reviewed articles on medical science have you read lately? Oh, you know, because you read it on on um, Fox News or or ALN or any of those stories. Doesn't just because you're reading something doesn't mean you're informed. It, 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 well, it yeah, you know, yeah, everybody seems to think, I, I mean, we expert. all do, yeah, I read it. I mean, we all do say well, it, that. It reminds me of the cartoon of the doctor standing with a, with, you know, like a construction worker next to him, talking to the patient and saying, well, since you're so impressed with the way so-and-so explained COVID, I'm going to have his brother-in-law do your colonoscopy. You know, I... Says it in a nutshell, you know, let's see if you want to have that person operate on you that you're, you know, now quoting. Crazy. So what do you think the difference is? The difference is not just uh, a lack of humility. It's the access we all now have to information or disinformation, and we don't know the difference. Oh, I don't think so. I think it has to do with education. Like something I learned in graduate school, undergrad was we're going to teach you a bunch of data, repeat it back to us. In graduate school, I was taught all that stuff you had to learn. We now want you to question it. And now that you question it to see if it's right. And if I were stupid enough to get a PhD, they said that's when you're going to make new data and have other people question that. But me with my high school education, no offense to anybody with the high school education, didn't get that explanation about information. They see it, hence it must be so. And it's um, scary. Yeah. Yeah. There is so much scary around that you don't even know. Thanks for cheering us up. (laughs) Well, I would encourage anybody, and I know I'm speaking to the choir, but I would encourage anybody who reads anything to say, what about this could be wrong? Yeah. You know? Right. And am I just liking what I'm reading because it agrees with me? Oh, sure. But I mean, that's that's true of all of us. Yes, I know. But you also need to go beyond that and make sure that there isn't other information that you're discarding because you don't want to know about it. Oh, dear. I don't know, guys. Some say the earth will end in fire. (laughs) 
you remember? Do you remember that Yates poem? I was forever. Yeah. I was quoting it. When was that? My God, I started quoting that thing. You know, the center will not hold. Uh, you know, the lack. Uh, you know, that, that poem uh, is so right on the money now. Uh, but it, I also thought it was right on the money about what five six years ago. What did I know? So, yeah, scary. Just when you it's think hard. you can't get worse, you know that. <laughs> it's hard yeah. to watch historical doc or movies about Hitler or Stalin or any of that and not yeah. just see the similarities of where we are right now. That is you know, correct. It's really hard not to see that. Yeah. So, but I guess if you don't want to see it, you don't see it. For those who lack imagination, right. What could possibly go wrong just because we have some people that are, you know, feeling like they'd like a slightly more authoritarian kind of government? I mean, again, you have Tucker Carlson going over to Hungary to to tell all those Fox News viewers that what Viktor Orban's doing over there is what we should copy. It's total white nationalist racist. Uh, that's where they want us to be in case you hadn't figured that out already, but it's really something. And if you really want to be scared, look at what the results of the U S census that are now dribbling out. How much is that going to light even more of a fire under these uh, scared white folks? That's right. Oh, well, and I mean, here's the end of that story, which they haven't figured out yet. Um, we've been replaced. Hallelujah. Yes, we've been replaced. No, it's not quite true. White people, though, for the first time have lessened in population. I mean, they have not grown there. And, and all the others, the non-whites have. Right. And, uh, you know, so this is exactly what they were well, they were saying the Jews will not replace us, but that was because they are thinking that it's the Jews who are manipulating all these brown and black people to come. Right. And um, good God in heaven. So, yeah, but you're missing the, you're missing the point. The white I people am. aren't growing in population, but we're still getting more and more power at the ballot box because of the Jerry. That is true. That's true. So that, that is, that, it doesn't that matter how many doesn't matter how many minorities it is because the man will just change the rules so they have less and less power. And let's look at history again. Has that ever backfired anywhere in history when you subjugate populations to the point that there's an uprise? Hmm. Hmm. Did someone hmm. say let them eat cake? Hmm. <laughs> Russian Revolution, perhaps? Um, I don't know. Yeah, the French Revolution. Well, the also, Russia, back, all of them. you know, back to Hungary. If you look at how Orban took a democracy and made it into what gives Tucker Carlson wet dreams, he did it by pa packing the courts. He did it by uh, demeaning and eventually sort of taking over media. And he did it by gerrymandering and exactly and, and voter suppression everything that the Republicans are doing. That's why Carlson goes nuts when he goes to Hungary, because he says they've pulled it off. And you I think guess it's because he's going to run? Carlson? Yeah. Well. That's rumor on the street is that Tucker Carlson is the next Trump. Oh. oh, God. I don't think so. I mean, maybe he will, but I mean, what it is, is Victor Orban is Trump, but smoother, not, you know, yeah, not openly insane, just uh, power hungry. Uh, okay. I don't know. I don't know. God help okay. us. Thank you. And I've thank you. i some of the time. Okay. Okay. Bye. Have a good day. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. All right, we have uh, limped our way. To we have. I mean, thanks, thanks to uh, Mike. Um, yeah, USC. The, everybody, <laughs> yeah, th Mike and USC, and thanks for all, all the uh, people who wrote in emails. 
And uh, yeah, really helps. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what the hell I'm going to do tomorrow or the next day. I can't watch the news anymore. So how can I do this? I don't know. Maybe something lovely will happen. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. But maybe it will. <laughs> maybe it will. <laughs> maybe it will. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you, Susan. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, you guys. Um, yeah. Send me funny. Jesus. You know how to hang up a phone? Uh, send me some nice stuff. Some funny stuff, if you can. Uh, help. Have a good day. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Thursday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers. <laughs>